0: welcome to the sports gps where all roads lead to sports with your hosts parker white and cj holly
1: Welcome back to the Sports GPS, Season 2, Episode 23.
0: Parker, what are we getting into today? We are talking Week 12 results of the NFL season and then giving our Week 13 picks. Yep. Per usual. Yep. From there, we're hitting the newsstand today. Yep. Getting our snacks. hmm. And we're talking MLB signings. There are a lot of them. Big yep. money. And the unfortunate news regarding the CBA. We'll talk more about that later. Correct. And per usual, we are ending on Fantasy Football where CJ gives his stardom and sit ups.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you shouldn't listen to me like Leonard Fournette last week. I know. But I think I have a better set this week. All that more on this episode of the Sports GPS. Let's get into it. Welcome back. We're getting into the week 12 results, starting with the three Turkey Day games. Parker, talk to me.
0: All right. They weren't the... We had one great game, but the other three were kind of eh. The other two, yeah, yeah. Bears defeat the Lions. This was a total rock fight. There Mm -hmm. wasn't really a great player of the game. I mean, Andy Dalton, 24-39, 317 yards. He had a touchdown, but he also had a pick. Mooney, he had a great game. Five receptions, 123 yards, but he didn't get in the end yeah, zone.
1: Yeah, he didn't find the end zone, but that's good fantasy numbers there. You're looking at full point PPR at 17.3 yards. Or 17.3 points is pretty good. Yeah. Uh Raiders defeated the Cowboys 36-33. It was the greatest game of the of the three. Mm-hmm. Uh Derek Carr went 24-39 for 373 and a tutty. Hunter Renfro had a great eight receptions for 134. I'm not saying this is the greatest game because the Cowboys you know, lost. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it was very entertaining. There is also a world in which cowboy fans are very mad at this result, just because that PI was yeah, it was a little, little, a little picky. Let, let them play a little bit, but mm-hmm. again, that's just what things have happened. Deshaun Jackson had a great game as well. He had three catches for 102 and a touchdown as well, so that was all good.
0: Yeah, the Bills they defeated the Saints 31 to six. They bounced back after a tough loss to my Colts. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen went 23 23 to 28, 260 yards, four touchdowns. He did have two picks, but he bounced back.
1: Saints defense is good, especially when the ball is in the air. So the fact that you went, uh, you know, you still had four touchdowns, even though you had the two picks. That just shows you how much the Bills are dependent on Josh Allen. Right. Um, That's what scares me a little bit now. I mean, I know both of us in the middle of the year had them as, you know, Super Bowl picks. Yes. But... Right now, it's scary because they're they're definitely one-dimensional, and I know you you beat up on the Saints, but the Saints are beat up in general. So.
0: Yeah, they don't. I mean, they don't look great. Yeah, it's amazing what happens when you don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback anymore.
1: Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go ahead and do the Sunday slate. This one hurts. Bucks defeated the Colts thirty-eight to thirty-one. Yeah. yeah. You can't give Tom Brady three minutes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I saw when we tied it, I was pumped initially, and then I'm like, okay, what's the time? Oh, there's like three minutes, and mm-hmm. Brady gets the ball. Yeah, this isn't good. Yeah,
1: Fournette was my my miss of the week. Yeah. I had 17 rushes for 100 yards. Thanks, buddy. Seven, seven receptions for 123 and a tutty as well. Yeah, that's just rough. Yeah. Now, I mean, listen, I figured the Colts defense had been stopping the run well, Fournette. Even though he's a good runner, they're not going to give it to him a lot. They're going to rely on Evans. They're going to rely on Grunk. They're going to rely on Godwin. Um, Godwin fumbled early and decided to hit the back burner. Evans really didn't have a great game. Grunk was the only pass catcher that really did much, and Fournette stole the show.
0: Yeah, I know you'll talk about this with your Eagles fans, Mm -hmm. like Colts fans. I know everyone wants to rip Frank Reich. It's like, why don't you give him Jonathan Taylor the ball? It's like, okay, if you have any football knowledge – look at the screen and look what Tampa D is doing. They have like eight or nine in the box. Yeah. You know and you have
1: mean? Vita Vey in the middle. So like It's
0: like you know what you're not doing? Just handing the ball off thirty times. Right. You can't do it. Now I know like the last like uh like the last time the Colts had the ball they used Jonathan Taylor a lot and he and he found the end zone. That's right. great. But if you notice they mix up their defense. They weren't putting the box full of dudes. Right. So it's just it's frustrating. It's like I understand like he's the reason why we're kind of in playoff position, mm-hmm. but you can't, they, the, the Bucks know that. Yeah. So they're going to make one. And Wentz had a good game. Yeah. But we just couldn't, I mean, it just didn't work out. You, you can't give Tom Brady the ball last. That, yeah.
1: That's really what it comes down to. So
0: true. It stinks.
1: Uh, Bengals defeated the Steelers Ooh. 41 to 10. Joe Mixon, 28 rushes, 165, two touchdowns. Uh, is he becoming the one of the best, like tier one back in fantasy slash yes. in, in, I think so as well.
0: Yeah. Of course, I know. Like when he was coming out of college, everyone knew the talent, but it was the uh, domestic uh, violence,
1: all that other stuff. Yeah. Could he handle it? Could he, you right. know, could but he n- be a good teammate? Because that now, was another thing too. But. but
0: now it's like, like it's pretty set in stone. He's great. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And the Bengals are on the rise.
1: Yeah, the Bengals are on the rise. They have a great. Great team. Their defense has always been their their Achilles heel, especially this year. Yeah. But they play great against the Steelers. I don't I just don't love the Steelers offense. So I think this is more applicable to the Steelers offense not being good than the Bengals defense being good.
0: Correct. Dolphins, they defeated the Panthers 3-3-10-2. I had a good game. 27-31, 203 yards and a touchdown. Galen Waddle was on the benefit of it. Nine receptions, 137 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I know I picked the Dolphins, so I feel smart, but the Panthers just I don't, I don't believe in Cam Newton. I know he can run the football. I don't think he can beat you from the pocket. He had one great year.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing with you in that regard. I just thought that the Panthers would play Cam ball like they did,
0: yeah.
1: and you know, against Arizona. Now, I know they had P.J. Walker, and he actually replaced Cam in the back half of this game because Cam threw, like, three picks. Mm-hmm. But the Dolphins just played, you know, essentially begged Cam to beat them, and, and then he— he couldn't so uh i think the book's out on cam for sure but right. cam is such a special player he's going to get you stuff and i think if a defensive minded head coach isn't on the opposite sideline like it is in miami right then cam newton's gonna be good
0: yeah if they showed ron rivera it might be different but matt rule's not gonna play cam ball right like that's not his game
1: well and i mean i think i think matt rule needs to realize hey cam newton isn't you know the best thrower of the ball and he needs to you know put in some rpo action put in some other things that like a lot of other nfl teams i.e. either ravens and the eagles are putting in right now and that would help elevate cam's game i think cam is a one maybe two read quarterback and yeah. if, if one of those two reads is good uh then he's good if not he can't sit back there and i think matt Rule's not letting or not wanting him to kind of do what he does but that's beside the point yeah let's go on uh Patriots defeat the Titans, thirty-six to thirteen. Mac Jones, twenty-three of thirty-two for three, ten and two touchdowns. I think we both picked the Pats here because we don't believe in the Titans' run game right now without nope. Derrick Henry. Nope. I think this just proves that the Titans are similar to the Bills, just the opposite way. They are too Derrick Henry dependent.
0: Yeah. Honestly, you could put the Colts in there. Like we're we're really dependent upon Jonathan Taylor. If he doesn't go off can be kind of a struggle. Well, yeah, but I mean— I believe in Wentz more than I believe in Tannehill. That's where I'm at,
1: too, right? Like, I I believe—so in, in this scenario, right, where it's running back, running back, dependent, right. I believe in Wentz a lot more than I believe in Tannehill. Yeah. But—and it's also two different styles. Like, the Titans are, let's keep it close, let's keep it close, let's keep it close, and then Derrick Henry's just going to, you know, He's eventually wear, wear down. down the defense, yeah. right? Where Jonathan Taylor's more of a finesse— Y'all want to get out to a decent lead and then just let Jonathan Taylor grind out the minutes. Yeah. It's it, two totally different deals. True.
0: All right. I'm sorry to say this giants to the Eagles 13 to seven. You get the floor.
1: Yeah. So the giants defense had three interceptions. Let me, let me go through. Cause I've had multiple. And, and when I say, multiple, I mean multiple conversations with the Eagles fans online that basically state, Hey, like Jalen hurts is to be, is to blame for this loss Things of that nature. Let me let me go over all three picks, and then explain. Yes, Jalen Hurts had a terrible game. I'm not going to sit here and state that Jalen Hurts doesn't deserve blame. Uh, his his first pick was thrown into double coverage. Bad play. I mean, you had you had a you had a crosser underneath that was open. Yes, it was short of the first down, but it was also third down. Like it's not end of the world if he doesn't catch it. Yeah, you know things things happen, right? So you, you're okay. Uh, It was just an ill-advised pick, not a smart play. His second pick was down on the goal line. Like, throw the thing. I'm going to give you the sequence, right? So, before that same drive, Boston Scott into the end zone, called back Nate Herbig on a hold. And Nate Herbig's playing because Jason Kelsey hurt me, even though he came back. It was knee discomfort on a play. Jason Kelsey, warrior. I'm I'm throwing this out here, like, a warrior. Uh, Love the man to death. And, you know, Herbig... Holding call, he really shouldn't even touch him. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. So that gets called back. Jalen Rager actually catches a ball, which we'll talk about in a little bit here. (laughs) And they get down to the two. The play sequence is good. Uh, Speed option right, drop by Greg Ward. Draw play with Jalen Hurts. He's short of the goal line, so they have to use their final timeout. There's eight seconds left. So they have to throw the ball. They can't run it because you're not getting your field goal team in in a run and you're short. So... They go for the pass play. Jalen Hurts rushes out to his right. Now, at this point, you should throw this thing 10 seats deep in the stands and go, okay, we're going to kick the field goal, be tied at three going into the half. Cool. No, he tries to force a ball. DPI maybe happened, but they were letting guys play a little bit in this game. And so uh, no DPI called, even though uh, Crowder kind of like shoved Boston Scott out of the way. Got the pick, whatever. Cool. That was terrible. That, both of those picks were terrible. The last one, he's under pressure, throws it again into double coverage on like third and nine deep in their end zone. It turns out to be turns out to be a, a, like a punt, right? So like not the worst thing in the world because he went deep and he tried to let Quez Watkins make a play. Now, Jalen Hurts had a terrible game. I'm not going to sit here and say any other way, terrible game. Final drive, though, he hits Jalen Rager twice, one in the helmet, and one in the hands, Yeah. and Jalen Rager can't make the catch. He's a first-round draft pick. Everybody's getting on him because Devonta Smith was open up the left-hand sideline. When he was open, Jalen Hurts was getting displaced from the pocket yeah. on a fourth and ten play, the fourth and ten play at the end, and everybody's like, oh, a high school quarterback could have made that throw. Not when he's getting displaced by a rusher, has to move to his left, and then once he moves left, scramble rules are in play, safety comes over, he's now over the top of Smith. Yeah. So now you throw it to a open... Jalen Rager, I put the, he, yeah. Yeah, you put it in quotes, but at the same time, I mean, like sorry, oh. a single defender, middle of the field, nobody near you, throw it back shoulder because the defenders over pursuing the route. Cause he's a jumper. Yeah. So like, it, it, I mean, Rager catch the ball and, and this game is 14, 13 Eagles. Mm-hmm. Now I, I'm not going to sit here and state that the Eagles shouldn't have won this game by 15, but they should have won it by one. If your first round draft pick from two years ago could catch a ball. Yeah. And there's actually a meme out there that I saw today of Nickelback. Uh, look at this photograph, and it says, "Look at this Eagles draft." Every time I do it, makes me laugh. And they have it as pick 21, Jalen Rager, pick 22, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Enough said.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I was I was busy on Sunday, so like whenever I asked you about the because well, I saw the result, right? And you sent me like several videos of oh, yeah. the the two Rager drops. Mm-hmm. I go, okay, first one, okay, back turn. You know, I did hit him in the helmet. I got gotcha. you. Second one, it hits you in the in the hands. Yeah. Like, you're facing the b- balls in your hands, bro. Yeah. You're wearing gloves. And he's at the goal line. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know my I, I get so livid with I know. I'm not saying you're going to catch every ball. Right. You're wearing gloves. Mm-hmm. I've worn NFL football. Gl- you have, too. Yeah. Those things are sticky, man. Yeah. How do you not catch the ball? Oh, and it's your job. Yeah. And
1: like it, first it's your round job. Pick, you're a first-round draft
0: pick. You're a first-round draft pick. You're an athlete. Uh, can you show me? You yeah. drop it way too much. It's terrible. Hey, yeah.
1: If if it were up to me, if I was Nick Sirianni, Jalen Rager would have been paying for his own Uber to go home. Like I wouldn't have let him on the bus.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it's just my personal opinion. But, but now now that I've now that I've done my rant. Yeah. I didn't have a rant session today. I just did. Yeah. Uh, Falcons <laughs> defeated the Jaguars twenty-one to fourteen. Cordell Patterson is making his case to be a cheat code. Sixteen rushes, one hundred and eight yards, two touchdowns. Uh, I think he caught one or two out of the backfield as well. I yeah. uh, don't have those stats with me right now. But, yeah, I mean, he looked good. The Jaguars are toast. I yeah. think in two years when they actually get an offensive line again, they could be good. Uh, the, the one year that they were relevant, they had a good O-line, and they had a good running back named Leonard Fournette, yeah. and they had a terrible quarterback named Blake Bortles. Um, <laughs> if they could have kept that O-line intact and kept that running back, they would be good this year because yeah. I, I believe in Trevor Lawrence.
0: I know everyone's like, because, like, with all the co- uh, college coaching, like, displacement, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, Urban Meyer. And Urban Meyer's like, no, I'm not going back to college football. No. Like, I'm going to stick here and stick this out. Good for him. Right. Of course, there was some crazy.
1: Yeah, crazy stuff. Like we'll have to Riley's talk about that next time. SC yeah. And, yeah. You know. when, all, when all the dust settles on uh on college football
0: head I, coaches. Kelly's down with you. Yeah, it's crazy. Whew. I mean. Last and we're not even college football guys. Yeah, we're
1: not. But we'll I mean we have to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's out there. All right. Broncos defeated the Chargers twenty eight to thirteen. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, Patrick Sertan, man. Bloodlines, man. He had a great I mean a pick six kind of sealed the win in the fourth. Yep. And we're we I think we're officially done with the Chargers. Well I know yeah. you said it, but we're both Herbert guys, so I wanted to give him another shot. They look, they they just
1: No, I I still believe in Herbert. I don't believe in the Chargers. That's fair. That's I, fair. I think they made the wrong decision firing Anthony Lynn.
0: Oh, I agree with that. I Terrible decision.
1: That. Oh, they, the worst decision they could have made because their defense was good, and all they needed to do is just find more on the offensive end. And they, you know, they and, they and weren't I, allowed to. And
0: I know they had expectations last year, but guess what? You had a rookie quarterback. Yeah. So why don't you give Herbert like like? Yeah. Well, Herbert. I know Herbert's had some games this year where you're like, oh, what is he doing? Yeah. But he's a, he's a young quarterback. Yeah, he's a
1: second year player. Yeah. That's another another point why Jalen Rager or not Jalen Jalen Hurts having a bad game. Like, whatever, he's a second-year quarterback. Like, yeah. okay, he, he's going to have a bad game. He you put your team in position to win the game. Right now, Herbert, for the most part, is putting the Chargers in position to win games. It's just a mistake here or there that's not working out, and their their defense isn't helping them. I mean.
0: Correct. Packers, they defeated the Rams 36-28. Aaron Rodgers, man. Yeah,
1: man, 28-45, to 45, 307 2 touchdowns. He had a rushing touchdown as well. He had his hands all over this game. The Rams are done, so I was—
0: They're done.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest with you. So I'm going to look this up. Give me one second as I do that. The Rams' schedule for this year and who they've beaten. Let's just go over that. Week one, they beat the Bears. Okay, nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing. Week two, they beat the Colts, who were still trying to find an identity at the time, and they, they only beat them by three. Yeah. They beat the Bucks, who – the Bucs, it was their first game without Antonio Brown, and they lose they lose by 10. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Then you get stomped by the Cardinals. Like, just absolutely stomped. I know the game finished at 37-20. to 20. That game was far worse right. than that score entails, and it was still by 17. You beat the Seahawks, who are garbage. You beat the Giants, who we've all known are garbage. You beat the Lions, garbage. You beat the Texans, they're garbage. You lose to the Titans – Okay, and the Titans, was that the first game without Denver Henry, or did he get hurt in this game? I can't remember. Either way, Titans aren't that great, but the Titans were playing good. They were on the upswing at that point. And then you get beat by the Niners. And, and, I mean, the Niners, they're starting on the uptrend, right? So they're a good team. You lose.
0: But they're winnable.
1: Right. Again, things, right? Like, if you're a good team, you beat beat those teams, or you make it competitive, right? I mean, you, you lost by 12 to the Titans. You lose by 21 to San Francisco. I don't know how that happened. Right, and then you have a bye week, and then you go and play the Packers in Green Bay. Like, this was the game. You lose by eight, and truly, you lost by more than that. Yeah. Your team got dominated, and you picked up Vaughn Miller. You picked up OBJ. Like, you expect your team to do good. Matt Stafford right now looks like he's playing hurt. He's not looking good. And the only teams you've truly beaten this year, outside of the Colts and the Bucks, have been all garbage teams. Yeah. You're, you have two quality wins... One versus the Colts, one versus the Bucs. One, the Colts were still trying to find their identity, and the other one, the Bucs were playing without Antonio Brown for the first time and Grunk for the first time as well in week yeah. three. And you you beat them.
0: Yeah, and and like you look on the upside with the uh, on the other side with the Packers. The Packers, their defense has been good. They don't have Zadari Smith, they don't have Jair, Jair Alexander. They're two best defensive players, and they're still making it work. Right. Now, I know they have Rodgers, but Rodgers. Just looked like himself because look, he missed a couple weeks with COVID. Right. So he's he's getting in the in the swing of things. I know Stafford's hurt. You can see it. Yeah. And, but I also know that guy's a warrior, and mm-hmm. he's going to play, and that's great. But he is older, and you can't get away with the stuff that you could when you were younger.
1: Right. And and like, but yeah, exactly. And the Rams' defense really isn't playing great. No. I mean, I know that they gifted. Well, the offense kind of gifted them six points right off the rip there with the Stafford fumble. Yeah. And. Hey, that's another piece as well. You know, the left side of that line in L.A. is not good. And so they're not protecting Stafford's blind side. It's been tough. I'm just going to – I'm throwing it out here. The Rams cannot beat teams that are good. And so they're going to beat the Jaguars, but they will lose to the Cardinals in Week 14. They will beat the Seahawks in 15. They are going to lose to the Vikings, lose to the Ravens, and then lose to the Niners. And they are going to finish – with only two more wins than they currently have, and so they are going to finish at nine and seven. They're going to lose three of these last these last games. Yeah. They're going to lose to the Cardinals, lose to the Vikings, lose to the, actually they're going to lose even more, right? So it's not even it's not they're going to be nine and eight, excuse me, because they're losing four more. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, there's no way their team is not good.
0: Yes, yeah, it's not it's
1: not. They're second in the NFC West. They're not good. And
0: I don't think OBJ makes them better. No, I don't think he, he does either. He's not that kind of player.
1: No, he's not. So you know, the Rams, they're they're toast. I'm done with them. All I'm right. done with the Rams. All right. Niners then defeated the Vikings. They get two teams that really look good
0: mm-hmm. right
1: now. Uh, Vikings, again, held a seven-point lead. Couldn't finish it off. Debo Samuel had two rushing touchdowns. Elijah Mitchell ran all over the Vikings. This is the problem with the Vikings. They can get run over. A lot of the teams they've lost to have been good running teams, i.e. Ravens, i.e. Niners, i.e. whoever the, uh, they lost to. They, they all can run the rock. Yeah. Their rushing defense is problem. Their back end on their defense pretty good. Mike Zimmer, well done. But you got to shore up that defensive line. You got to plug up holes, and they're not tackling well. That's the reason why they
0: lost this game. Mm-hmm. Ravens. They defeated the Browns sixteen to ten. It wasn't a great game. No, Lamar Jackson again. had four picks, and they still won, which is amazing. Hey, Jalen Hurts, look at Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I'm gonna give the Ravens credit for resiliency, right? Because there really wasn't like a player that you're like, oh, he played great. No, they. They didn't really play well, but the Browns didn't play well either. Well, yeah,
1: but so that's that's where I'm looking at right now. So, like, every single fan out there, I'm, I'm going back to the Eagles again. They're, they're my <laughs> squad. Every team out there, if if Jalen Rager catches that ball at the goal line and falls in, the Eagles are going to go, Hurts played a terrible game, but you know what? We found a way to win. Great job. That's exactly what the Ravens are doing right here. They're yep. saying, Lamar Jackson, you had a terrible game, but you know what? You found a way to win. Congratulations. Way to go. Good job. Move on. It was a division game. Wash it off. Division games are tough. They're always there, but his team stepped up for him when he needed it. Jalen Hurts didn't get the same thing. Sorry, and it ran again. Correct. Oh, Washington defeated the Seahawks on Monday night. This was a crazy game.
0: Yeah, I know. Our buddy Derwin, who's a Seahawks fan, he is so, so done with the, his, his 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 squad. Yeah, he Ru- should be. I mean, Russell, I mean, Russell Wilson played well, 20, 31, 247 yards and two touchdowns, but... He also led the team in rushing with 16. Yeah, that's a problem. Like, you had, you had two
1: people, they... DJ Dallas and I can't remember the other one, but uh, like is Alex is Alex Collins out or did I no no yeah he he's the other one he had 14 yards rushing on seven carries yeah and then Dallas had six yards on three carries yeah, I
0: know you don't have Chris Carson but that wouldn't matter like you had you legitimately had 20 yards rushing
1: on on like yeah. nine carries
0: I know like I Makes saw, no sense. I saw a bit of like the post game interview with. Uh, Pete Carroll, and he's like, oh, I'm not done. We're, we're still believing. We're still fighting. I don't understand why we can't win. It's like, yeah, I right. know why you can't win because your defense is trash. Yep. Russell Wilson is hurt, mm-hmm. but he's all you have. Yep. DK Metcalf, he didn't do anything. Him game. and him and Russell Wilson are out of sync right now. Yeah, I don't get if that. If they can
1: get it back, they could – They could. so they could play spoiler. They're not making the playoffs. No. It's over for them. Yeah. Just give up on the – you're not winning six straight. No. It's not happening. No. So – Pack it up, pack it in, let me begin, and we're just going to just roll out into the sunset. Go get yourself a good pick. If you really want to just start the rebuild, trade Russell Wilson for three firsts,
0: because that's the going rate. And get a GM, not Pete, Car- Pete Carroll. Right. This is, I mean, this is my thing. Like, Your head coach should never be the GM. Does it ever work? I'll answer that for you. No, it doesn't. Well, yeah, it does. There's one coach. Oh, Bill Belichick? Thank you. Okay, well. That's but, it. But, but now he's not doing... All, all the stuff, all the right. personnel stuff. And, and look at the team. Right. Like, it looks pretty good.
1: Well, I'm saying like, when you have Tom Brady, you can mask a well, bunch sure. of stuff. Right. So, like, even but my squad, hit, but we, his... gave, we gave it to Chip Kelly, and then yeah. he literally blew the team up. And I, yeah. th- we're still rebuilding off of that. Even though right. we won a Super Bowl, we're still rebuilding off of that.
0: But Bill was not great at drafting players. No.
1: Well, I mean, he drafted
0: one great one and he got lucky. Yeah. But that's beside the point. So. But let's give some credit to Washington. They won this game. I know it was it was a rock fight. Mm-hmm. I got it. But t- Taylor Heineke, I The brewmeister. he he's grown on me. He's grown tell- on me. I'm not I'm not telling you he's great. He went to ODU, baby. Virginia, let's go. Let's go.
1: Old Dominion University. Yeah,
0: I played college. Hingham, <laughs> a
1: I love that. Yeah, it's it's good. That. Key and Peel way to go. Like I said, I mean I'm not gonna sit here and state that, that Heineke is the greatest thing since sliced bread but he's doing what he needs to do to win football games and that's what you expect out of he, that quarterback. He's
0: gritty. I said it before, he's gritty.
1: Oh, he's he's an orange mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers.
0: Uh I I won't go that far but the the term itself gritty Got it, you. It, it, All right, it, fair yeah. enough.
1: All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up. We did go even on picks, so Parker is still three up yeah. on the picks. Hopefully, I'm looking to make that uh change with our Week 13 picks when we return.
0: Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We're giving our Week 13 picks, starting with Thursday night football. Tonight, Cowboy Saints. CJ, who you got?
1: I'm taking the Cowboys. The Saints just don't look good. Taysom Hill starting, which actually, I mean... Like if you think about it, you're like mm, maybe no Cowboys. <laughs> CD Lamb's coming back. Uh, Amari Cooper's still going to be out because he's still in COVID protocol. But you get CD Lamb back. You have Michael Gallup.
0: Yeah, yeah. No said. Yeah, give me the boys. Absolutely. And Kamara's out.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be tough. Well, Mark Ingram might have a good game, but
0: mm, uh, maybe
1: you might captain him in uh, daily fantasy tonight if you want to do a showdown game.
0: All right, Bucks, Falcons, Bucks are on the road, it doesn't matter does it? Yeah, I mean it's an 11 point
1: spread, you take the Bucks. I the Bucks are playing good. They got Gronk back. AB might be back. I doubt for this game, but probably in the near future. Excuse me, AB will be back. So that's always a good thing, you know, just Looking at it, yeah, you take the Bucks here. Mm-hmm. Cardinals versus the Bears, uh, another one. I, you take the Cardinals here.
0: Yeah, I know it's do Dalton's time, but Cardinals yeah. are going to win this. I hate you so much. <laughs> All right,
1: <but> Chargers <laughs> versus Cincinnati. Man, this it's tough. We're but... we're both done with the Chargers. Yeah, so we're, we're both, both done with the, the Bengals.
0: Yeah, I I like what the Bengals are doing. I do too. I know defensively they're not gonna you know they don't wow you. But I like the offense. It's Mixon, also another... It's Oro, also, chase. Yeah.
1: Like I said, it's another team that uh, wears orange, you know? <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, yeah. Chargers, you're in trouble. Yeah. All right, Vikings versus the Lions. Lions don't get their first win.
0: No. I mean, are, are, are you calling a tie? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> no, we're not going to have an 0-15-2 team. Yeah, that, that'd be something. But... It would be, t- um, but no, I don't think so. The Vikings get it done here. They're also favored by
0: seven. I'd bet them, even without Dalvin Cook, but yeah. they do have Madison. Yeah,
1: Madison. He's
0: he's fine. Yep. Uh, Giants versus the Dolphins here. Give me the Dolphins. I like what two is doing. They're at home, and I don't believe in the Giants.
1: Uh, here's the other thing: the Dolphins are giving four points. I think you could, you could very easily tease the Giants like even worse. Like you could make it worse. Like like all right, let me let, manipulate the line here. Have the Dolphins be plus ten, and then have. You know, some other team good. I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know of a betting that that works like that. But <laughs> I think the Dolphins win this by a lot. It's not even close. Yeah. Uh, Eagles go back up to MetLife this time to play the other Jersey team, the Jets. <laughs> Since they're on the road, give me the Birds. <sighs> even
0: though they were on the road last week.
1: Um. Yeah. I'm going to take my Eagles. It's they don't lose two in MetLife.
0: No. Not I, in a row. I agree. I agree. All right. Colts versus the Texans. I know I reverse jinx it a lot, but I can't hear. Give me the Colts.
1: Yeah, same deal here. We are the same through the first several. That's Oh, but it changes here real quick. Good. Oh, does it? Yeah. Washington Raiders, who you got? Um uh, I'm gonna take football team. Give me the Raiders. You're gonna take the okay. All right, so it did change real quick. I like Derek Carr. Look at you. Uh, I just think the Brewmeister's good. I don't truly believe that the Raiders won that game last week. Um, kind of craziness, but yeah. I
0: yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Washington. Give me the Brewmeister. I gotcha. Even though we're down on the Rams, Rams, Jags, it's, if, it's the Rams. Yeah, it's the Jags. It's not that
1: the Rams are good. It's the Jags are bad, so we pick the Rams because the Jags are bad. Sorry,
0: yeah,
1: uh, but that's just the way it goes. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, Ravens versus Steelers. I am actually doing this uh, live commentary on Color Cast this week. Parker, it's his birthday Sunday, so yeah. I'll let him have his birthday celebration. Yeah. Uh, if anybody listens wants to co cast with me, I'm accepting applications at our uh, our Twitter and our Instagram. Uh, at post the Sports it. GPS. Yep, at the Sports GPS post it that you want to uh color cast co-cast with me on Sunday. We're doing Ravens Steelers. Bring your
0: game, send your apps and I'll accept someone and we'll have some fun. So CJ's got the Steelers. I'm taking the Ravens. These games are always Yeah. I mean it's division game, yeah. rivalry game. Yeah. Give me the Ravens. I just I don't like what I'm seeing from Ben.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers as you said. I And the reason why is because they're at home. There's something about playing at the big ketchup bottle that brings the best out of the Steelers and brings the best out of Big Ben. Yeah. So uh, I also like Deontay Johnson. He's not in my stardom syndrome, so I'm going to mention him here. I like Deontay Johnson. to have a big game for the Steelers as well.
0: All right. Niners, Seahawks. This isn't, I mean.
1: Yeah. All right. The spread's three in Vegas. I know. Like, the Niners are playing great football right
0: now. Yeah, and the Seahawks are not. I mean, our buddy Derman yesterday is like, should they start Geno Smith? I go, it's that bad, huh? Yeah. You say Geno Smith is the answer.
1: Better than Russell. No. No. Russell Wilson's the only reason why you were close versus Washington. Correct. He was literally the player of the game in a loss. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> no, it's not Geno Smith time. Yeah. You want to know what Geno Smith should do for you? Run the scout team every week. Yeah. That's it. Yep. At, yeah, Niners all day.
0: <laughs> Broncos, Chiefs.
1: Mm. All right. I know the Broncos have been playing well, but the Chiefs have been playing
0: great, and it's an arrowhead.
1: It's the Chiefs. Yeah, it's
0: the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Move on. All right. Pats, Bills, this is probably the best game of the week.
1: It, and it's on Monday night. We're exactly where it should be. Phenomenal. Oh, man, dude, I've been back. Okay. You know what? <laughs> so, Zach, Zach Baker, f- loyal listener to the pod. He is. I'm throwing you a bone.
0: I'm gonna pick the Bills. <laughs> I'll take the Pats, Baker. You're uh, welcome. So I, I actually I actually think the Patriots can win this game. I do They're too. They're playing great football. The Legitimately, Bills, this is a Yes, so the Bills are coming off a good game. Josh Allen, he's a game wrecker, but past defense is legit. I think they can bottle him up enough. I don't believe in the Bills run game. I don't either. So
1: But me. I also believe the Bills defense might
0: give Mac Jones a little bit of a headache.
1: I listen, yeah. stoic.
0: McDermott. Stoic
1: McDermott. McDermott. is going to... It, it just, so, sounds like a good Scottish name. But it's so great. Like when You we, just want to go get
0: a pipe with him. When we were doing color cast and we were doing a Bills game, and like I think we said it at least a dozen times. Oh, right? yeah. They, they Baker's kept, dozen. They kept putting the camera on him. And we're like, Stoic McDermott. McDermott is yeah. Stoic. He's a great coach. He is a great He's coach. A great coach.
1: I, I really wish we still had him in Philly because he was our assistant to Jim Johnson, and then he was our DC when Jim Johnson retired. Mm-hmm. I wish we had him back. Yeah. Made him the head coach now you have Nick Jim Sirianni. Cameron. You like Nick Sirianni? I don't hate him, but he shouldn't have let Jalen Rager on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> uh four teams with buys this week. Green Bay, Panthers, Browns, Titans. Uh, you know, the only two differencing we or three differences, excuse me. Yeah, three differences we have. I have Washington, you have the Raiders, I have the Steelers, you have the Ravens. And I have the Bills. You have the Pats. I don't love my picks. I'm probably going uh, six down in picks after this week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you know, I'm I'm taking some flyers. You never know. Absolutely. All right. Well, right after this, we got to get into the big MLB offseason news signings, lockout. Ugh, yeah. When yeah. we return. Welcome back. Hitting the newsstand for some MLB <laughs> offseason news and signings.
0: Yeah. Parker hit him with. It. Oh my gosh, this is gonna take a while because a lot of free agent signings in the last week, and we'll talk about more why. But we'll start off with the big deal. Wander mm-hmm. Franco, Tampa Bay Rays rookie, yep. signs an 11-year, 182 million dollar deal with a 25 million dollar option for a 12th year, and includes incentives, so it could reach 223 million. Crazy. He's worth it, though. I mean, we know he's going to be a superstar, but my goodness. Yeah, that's, that's 70 crazy. 70 games right? in the bigs, and you're getting that kind of deal. But good for you, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Stephen Matt signs four years, $44 million contract with the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, Steve Cohen. All right, so I, this legitimately is the reason why everything that the Mets did happened. Steve Cohen is disgusted with any agent that thinks that he can't make an offer happen. Because yeah. Matt's agent was like, oh.
0: You get last dibs. And- you
1: get last dibs. Oh, you can't match what the Cardinals are going to match. And Steve Cohen went, hold my beer. Yeah. And he didn't do it for Matt's. But he did it for Sterling Marte, four years, $78 million. Mark Khanna, two years. Twenty six point five million dollars with a third year option.
0: Eduardo Escobar
1: and, and Eduardo Escobar two years twenty million, yeah. and then to top that all off, Max Scherzer three years one forty three or one twenty three. Well,
0: it's one thirty, so it's forty three point three per year. Oh yeah, oh yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. That's the reason I was yeah. getting the three Highest yeah. A.V. ever, ever. Well, it, literally,
0: Cohen just handed Max Scherzer a blank check and said, "Fill it out and I'll pay it." I will say it was funny. I was watching like the the press conference. It was over Zoom, right. Okay, Max Scherzer, Scott Boris, you guys are millionaires. Mm-hmm. Why did you do the Zoom call outside in the wind? Because they can. I know you can, but I couldn't hear you, man. They wanted they wanted the good hair flow. You should appreciate that. I mean, I do have good hair, but, you know. Anyway. All right, former Astros closer, Kendall Grayman signs a three-year, $24 million deal with the White Sox. I think this is right on the wall for Kirk Kimball. He's going to get traded whenever we can do that. Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, I would be – I mean – be so disgusting. It'd be man. sweet.
1: It'd be sweet. Yeah. Go ahead. All right.
0: Uh, big trade. Seattle Mariners. They acquire second baseman outfitter Adam Frazier from the San Diego Padres in exchange for left-handed pitcher, Ray Kerr, and outfitter, Corey Rozier. I think that's Yeah, Rozier. Outfitter. Rozier. So, I, look, it's Adam Frazier did not work in San Diego. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Spangenberg. Yep. So, and the Mariners, they're, they're on the rise. And like, they need a second baseman. Yes, they do. I think he's better if he just plays one position. Correct.
1: And he'd be better at second than he is in the outfield.
0: Yeah. Uh, Astros, they better double bullpen. Sign in Hector Neres to a two-year $17 million deal. When I told CJ this, first thing he said was, he's an all-star. Yeah. He's going to be an all-star. 100%.
1: He's going to be an Mm all-star in Houston. It's not even going to be close. Yeah.
0: Uh, Small deal here. Michael Walker signs a one-year $7 million deal with the Red Sox. I know the Marlins have interest in free agent outfielder Nick Castellanos. The Rays, they improved their pitching. Signing uh, Corey Kluber to do a one-year $8 million deal, this is going to work. If he stays healthy, it's going to work. Correct. He's not going to be old Kluber where he's a Cy Young winner. Yeah, he's not Klubot. No, he's not Kluber. He's just Kluber. Another big deal here, Byron Buxton. We all thought he was going to get traded. Nope, he signs a seven-year $100 million extension with the Twinkies. Uh, the Rangers, they signed Marcus Simeon to a big seven-year, $175 million deal, but they did not stop there. They signed Corey Seeger to a, what was it, 10 years, 320? Yeah, 10-year, 325. 325, excuse me. Yep. So their middle infield is set. Yep, Simeon's better at second. Mm-hmm. And he proved that last year with the Blue Jays. Seager's v-.
1: great at short anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yes, they need to
0: get fans in the new ballpark. Absolutely. Uh, Marlins improving their offense, signing Avi Sale Garcia, an outfielder for to a four year, five fifty three million dollar deal. Mm-hmm. This one was interesting. Kevin Gosman. Gosh, it was a few years ago. I was just irritated with him. Instead, he has a bounce back year, five, and gets a five year, hundred ten million dollar deal. Yep. I think they should have, you know, kept Robbie Ray, but.
1: Yeah, neither here nor there.
0: Yeah. So, Sandy Alcantara with the Marlins. He signs a five-year, $56 million extension. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yep. And that's a deal. That guy can pitch. Absolutely. The Rangers, you know, they improved their offense. They kind of improved their rotation here. John Gray, four-year, 56. He need to get out of, out of Colorado. Yeah, he did.
1: Yeah. I think he will be. I he will play so much better in Texas where the air's a little drier. Indoors. Yep. And it's, not, well, sorry, a little more moist. It's indoors. That. That team is looking like it could make a move because they they stripped a lot of salary
0: after absolutely. Last year. This is one of my favorite moves. The Angels signed right-handed pitcher Michael Lorenzen to a one-year seven million dollar deal. I wonder if they're going to give him a shot in the rotation or keep him in the bullpen. The cool thing is, you have, even though they have a DH, they have two pitchers who can hit. Yeah. Lorenzen and Otani. I'll see how they do that. Right. Rangers. They improve their outfield, signing Cole Calhoun to a one-year five-point-two million dollar deal. It also includes a club option for twenty twenty-three. Yeah, and that I think is six million, so it could become two years eleven-point-two. Yes, sir. The Angels. We all need the starting pitching, which is why they're in trade talks with the Reds for Luis Castillo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I. Credit them for trying to improve the rotation.
1: Absolutely. Uh, The Braves signed Darren O'Day to a minor league deal. Not really that
0: huge. Not huge, but he was good with the Braves before he was with the Yankees last year. And they also improved their bullpen even more. Signing Kirby Yates. Let me see if I got the numbers here. Yeah, two years, 8.25. He's coming off Tommy John, so I don't know when he's going to be ready next year. Mm -hmm. But it also includes a club option for a third year. So if he does well, I'm sure they'll pick it up. Absolutely. Mariners
1: did sign Robbie Ray as we talked. He left Toronto. Five years, $115 million deal. I think that was just who do they want to spend the money on? Do they want... You know, the left-hander or the right-hander, and they went with the right-hander, even though Robbie Ray paid very, very well.
0: Yeah, AL Cy Young Award winner.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: How right. did he not get more? He's only got $5 million more than Gosman. Right. I like Gosman. I actually believed in him when he was with the Braves. Then he became a two-pitch pitcher. I'm like, what are you doing? Yep. But, hey, uh, teach their own, I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Marlins acquired Stallings from Pittsburgh for Zach Thompson, Kyle... Nic- Nicholas. Is it Nicholas? Yes. Okay, And then uh, Connor Stott. Uh, Scott, excuse me, not Scott. Um, you know, good move for the Marlins. They needed a catcher after they lost Real Muto. I think that just means Jorge Alfaro's done with them, which
0: he is. He was traded to San Diego. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Absolutely. So yep. you know exactly what they needed to do. Yeah, you get a defensive catcher. You won the Gold Glove this year, so it made sense. Dodgers. They improved their bullpen. Not that they needed so much help. You get Daniel Hudson, former Nats closer, one year, seven million. Mm-hmm. One thing I'm happy about. The Braves and the Marcelo Zuna thing has finally been concluded. He got a 20-game suspension for violating the league's domestic violence policy. Of course, because he was on leave, he can use those 20 games last year. So he's ready for opening day. Exactly. Uh, the, this is a
1: big one. Jaguars get six-year, $100 million deal. Yeah, Tigers. What the heck did I say there?
0: You said the Jags. The Jags. Pff, they they've
1: been so bad. They're almost that bad. I got uh, you. The Tigers agree. Six years, hundred and forty
0: million dollar deal with Javi Baez. What does this mean for Carlos Correa? Uh, is he a, is he gonna is he gonna be a Yankee? No. One thing I did read today was that the Braves are in contact with Correa's representation. I go, why?
1: He won't. There's a list of teams he won't go to. I don't know if. I don't think that's one of the teams on the list, but I know it is is something on that line. But, I mean, that's just Javi Baez, great job. Where does Correa Correa end up back in Houston? We don't know. I do not know. Absolutely. Uh, Cubs sign Jan Gomes. Good, good catcher. He's a good player. Exactly what you need. They also signed Stroman. What was that number? It if... was
0: uh, was it five seventy one?
1: Uh, yeah, no three seventy one. Three seventy one. Excuse me. Yeah, it's yeah, good. You know, they got a kind of a new battery there. That's good. Uh, Pirates signed Roberto Perez. Good catcher. Yeah, solid. You guys get Orlando Arcia.
0: Yeah, I mean we. He... He had his moments when we brought him up last year. Right. I think they're just looking for upside here. The Rays, they traded infielder Joey Wendell. I don't know why. To the Marlins. Yep. He's a good utility guy. You can play over the place. Speaking of the Marlins, they DFA'd Louis Brinson, outfielder. This is funny because he used to be one, like, one of the best prospects in the mm-hmm. game, who they got in Christian Yellow trade. He hasn't done anything. Yep. So we'll see if anyone picks him up. I Give him a, give him a shot. Yeah. I mean, dude is talented, but... He hasn't become the player we all thought he was going to be.
1: Carl, uh, Cesar Hernandez is going back to the NL East, but this time with the Washington Nationals. Yes, sir. And then the Orioles, another Delmarva, get <laughs> Rugned Odor.
0: Yeah, don't punch somebody. Yeah, please don't.
1: Uh, Cubs signed Clint Frazier for a $1.5 million deal. That's a great deal for them. Good signing. Uh, and, and a good price for that man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brewers sign uh, Rex what? Brothers. Yeah. Solid play for them as well. Absolutely. And then, of course, the Braves have a contingency plan with the Rangers for Matt Olson. They're, they're interested in him. Braves Rangers interested in Matt Olson. This is a contingency plan just in case Freddie Freeman decides to leave town. Get it done, It man. would be crazy if it is. Giants sign Alex Wood for a two-year $25 million deal. They also sign someone else can't see it here but it was a two-year $20 million deal let me get that name while we're doing this
0: your Phillies—they addressed the rotation, which is a big problem. They signed a veteran righty, Court Canable to a one-year, ten million dollars deal. You like it? Yeah, it's a good deal.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not in love with it, but it is, it is what it need. Oh, found the name. It's Alex Cobb, two-year deal, uh, worth twenty million with a third-year club
0: option. Sorry. I like it.
1: Yeah, that's a good, good deal for them. They're gonna look for quality
0: starters that are out there. I'm surprised they didn't bring Gosman back, but. Yeah. Because they have the money. Right. But, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, D-backs, they dress their bullpen, signed to Mark Melanson to do a two-year $14 million deal. Mm-hmm. After that, Dylan Bundy, he signed a one-year $5 million deal with the Twinkies. Uh, the Angels, they, they're they bringing back Rysel Iglesias. They're closer to a four-year $58 million deal. An interesting note, okay, so right-handed pitcher Nick Martinez signed a four-year $20 million deal with the Padres, except it's not official because he didn't get in before... The CBA expired last night, so Mm -hmm. he's still technically a free agent.
1: Still technically a free agent, but he will be with the Padres. Uh, Dodgers re-signed Chris Taylor, their utility guy, four-year, $60 million deal. He's gritty. He's great. I love him. He's the player that they really needed to sign back. I know they've lost a bunch
0: of people, but they really needed to get him. Yeah, they really did. Red Sox, they addressed the rotation with a couple guys, signing Rich Hill to a one-year, $5 million deal, and James Paxton to a one-year, $10 million deal. And that includes two option years for 2023 and 2024.
1: Mm-hmm. And then the Red Sox acquired Jackie Bradley Jr. from the Brewers for Hunter Renfro. This one still puzzles both of us as far yeah. as a Red Sox concern. Brewers get better, a lot better. I guess the Red Sox are like, we just need better center field. Yeah, I guess. Play. And and you just you go, okay, whatever. We'll just have a pitcher hitting the nine spot essentially. Yeah,
0: I know. Like they attach a couple of good prospects with Jackie Bradley to get Hunter Renfro. But I think Hunter Renfro is like that dude can hit in the middle of the order. They lost obviously Garcia. So they need a more offensive pop. Jackie Bradley Jr. Is not going to give me much offensively. He's a great defender. So it makes sense for both sides, I guess.
1: Absolutely. And then the Verlander deal that, is official but yet not official and right. I don't know what the heck like they had two weeks this has been announced for two weeks and it's still not done it's still not handed in so he's technically still a free agent mm-hmm. uh, after everybody thought he was in Houston for two years 50 million
0: yep that's kind of uh, crazy to think about let's look at the non-tender guys so the Yankees did tender Gary Sanchez contract I don't know why he should not be there they need to move on from him correct some of the non tender guys who are now free agents now, left-hander Matt Boyd for the Tigers, mm-hmm. Brewers non tender Dan Vogelbach, the Brazers non-tendered Rich Rodriguez, who I was actually surprised he was never on the postseason roster one time. Right. And they non-tendered Yon Camargo, who has been signed by your Philadelphia Phillies.
1: Yeah, I don't love the move, but, I mean, it's decent. It's not much money, so it's all good. Yeah. But the big reason why all this is crazy and all this has happened is because the MLB has officially implemented a lockout after yeah. the CBA expired. Last night at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, first time MLB hasn't had labor peace in 27 years. We're going back to 94-95 strike season. Mm-hmm. And then they've already come out and announced the canceling of the winter meetings. What this means is GMs aren't going to get together. They're not going to be able to chat, do all that fun stuff. You're not yeah. Right now, no player is able to talk with any team and vice versa. Correct. So that's stalling out everything else. That's the reason why a lot of these deals happen early. Yep. What we were talking about, the reason why all these teams that had a lot of money and spent it because they knew they could stay under the luxury tax or their name's Steve Cohen and they don't give a rip about the luxury tax. <laughs> right. So, you know, but all the big teams that, you know, are traditionally towards the top and didn't spend a lot of money, i.e. the Dodgers, i.e. the Yankees, i.e. the Phillies, I. The i.e. Sox. the Red Sox, they're they made lower moves just to get small pieces, but they know they could stay under the tap. Is because they don't know what the luxury tax threshold is going to be. They don't know, um, you know, what's going to happen. They don't know about DH for the NL in some teams. They don't right. know about a lot of things. Currently, Rob Manfred came out yesterday and stated that they started these negotiations with, you know, trying to get things that you think the MLP, uh MLBPA would want. The uh, setting a minimum uh, payroll threshold that teams must hit like you have to pay you must have this much at least in payroll which would help with uh getting those lesser guys that are you know rookies things like that boost their income up um you also getting you know all these markets able to be done uh what he also the universal dh he was willing to give he was also willing to increase the luxury tax threshold, which is basically, for everybody that doesn't know, that is MLB's version of the salary cap. Yeah. It's it's a soft cap, essentially. It's right. a, hey, you have to pay us
0: X amount, of X amount
1: of dollars if you go over it for every dollar that you go over. And, so if,
0: and if you go over it, like, three years in a row, it's like, the penalty's, like, triple. Yeah, it's insane.
1: But, yeah. like you know, so it's, it's really, it's a, it's a soft cap. Like you can go over it, but there are teams, i.e. the Mets right now. They're like, I don't give a rip cause I've got too much money. It doesn't right. matter. Um, so if you're just looking at those things, right, the, the ability for the, uh, for major league baseball to try to make the game better. And right now, and, and I'm not going to sit here and state that the players association is, is doing anything currently wrong. They're just trying to make yeah. sure that they get the biggest piece of the pie possible. And I'm, I'm I'm for the players getting as much as they can, right? But we're not talking about the 1920s. We're not talking about the 1930s where the players were getting absolutely shafted.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They, they're they're paid well, and especially good ones. If you look here, we have eight three hundred million dollar players right now. Yeah, that's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, and so if you if you just look at that, you also have a player that's going to be p- playing every five days, getting forty three million dollars. Yeah, so he's going to get paid, you know, like hundred thousand dollars for every inning pitched.
0: Yeah. So here's like the uh, this is the MLBPA director Tony Clark. This is was his statement last night once the lockout came into effect. He goes, "This is drastic and unnecessary measure will not affect the players' resolve to reach a fair contract." Okay. We remain committed to negotiating a new collective bargaining agreement that enhances competition, really improves the product for our fans. I don't know, and advances the rights and benefits of our membership. Okay, so do you do you really care about the game how it how it's played? Do you care about the fans? If you did, you wouldn't let this happen.
1: Yeah, it's it's not it's not what you want. Like, you know, my, Rob Manfred sat there and came out and he's like, "I'm just I'm I'm disappointed." Like, like he
0: wants to make changes. Yeah. And the funny thing is, okay, we've had, like, lockouts before where we didn't... It wasn't this publicized, and it was under the radar, and we didn't miss games. You know, the only person that's in these negotiations that was in the room was Rob Rob Manfred. So, he knows how to get this done. He's willing to give the players a lot. So, like, I understand as the MLBPA rep, Tony Clark, you're looking to help the players in every aspect, especially financially. But can you think about the fans? You say that you're doing that? No you're not. No. Cuz if you were, we wouldn't be having a lockout. You you would be in the room with Manfred getting the details and getting this done. You guys you guys have had plenty of time to do this.
1: Right. And and so here's here's the direct ex- excerpt from Manfred's letter. Um So we worked hard to find compromise while making the system even better for players by addressing concerns raised by the players association. We offered to establish a minimum payroll for all clubs to meet for the first time in baseball history, to allow a majority of players to reach free agency earlier than uh, through an age-based system that would eliminate any claims of service time manipulation, i.e. the Chris Bryant scandal that happened. I mean, you call it a scandal. It was legal. Um, That happened where they, literally left him off the opening day roster for 18 games and then brought him up so they could manipulate his service time and get an extra year out of him. That would be eliminated through this piece. Uh increased compensation for all young players including increases in the minimum salary. Exactly what the MLBPA wants to pay their minor leaguers better because minor leaguers aren't getting paid enough. Uh and, you know and that's a big problem in the sport right now. If you look at it, that's like the big thing that they kind of want. And then when negotiations still lacked momentum they tried to create more offerings with the universal DH, which would help MLB players get more money for hitters that are aging, that can't play the field as well. They can get DH and then they can make more money to create a new draft system using lottery, which is similar to how the NHL and the uh, NBA work, where right. it's just all of them get a percentage of chance for the first overall pick, so on and so forth. And then they also talked about increasing the competitive balance tax, which is the luxury tax yeah. thresholds. Which I mean, it only affects a small number of teams, but at the same time, when those teams are able to spend it more money going into pockets of the players. Right. So what I don't understand is how does all of this lead to the like literally Rob Manfred saying all of this stuff is available. He's putting it out on the line. Yeah. And if the MLBPA comes back and says none of that's true then it's on Manfred. But even if it isn't true, then they go, okay, well we go back to the negotiation table. You said all this is true. So make it all happen. Yeah. Like Manfred's literally laying it all out. So what MLBP, like what else do you want?
0: Yeah. That's my question. It's like, okay, Manfred has, he's, he's been on live television and he wrote in this letter what he wants to do. He wants to make the game better. He wants to help the players by giving them more money, especially when you're younger. Correct. Get to free agency quicker. Mm -hmm. Uh, with the luxury tax threshold uh, a minimum which i think is big especially Huge. for these lower market teams that i don't know how much money they have but if you're a good team like you you get fans and you should be able to pay for more
1: absolutely and let's go ahead and prove that thought right so i've pulled up spot tracks uh if you have if you've never used this website before it's spotrac.com and i've pulled up the payroll for every major league baseball team from last year 2021 and let's say they implement a ninety million dollar threshold, right? Yeah, you're affecting right now. If you do that, you're affecting eight teams. You're affecting Kansas City. Spent eighty six million last year. Eighty six five. Uh, Detroit spent eighty six three. That's going up. Yeah, right. So Seattle spent eighty three eight. Tampa Bay seventy point eight. Uh, Miami fifty eight two. Pittsburgh fifty four four. Cleveland spent 50.8, and then Baltimore spent 42.4. So, you know, you've got all those. Now, if you just look at the amount of money they would have to increase to spend on players again, you're looking at 40, 30, 30, 40, 40, 20, 5 million. I'm looking at right there another... Uh, say two hundred give or take million dollars that have to go to players, yeah, and you're going to pay it to lesser players with the younger minimums. Like all these teams took advantage of young players that aren't playing a lot and go in there, and really taking that up. You're looking league average was a hundred and thirty million. As you had L.A. that was at two seventy one, Yankees at two hundred five, Mets at two hundred one, Houston at one hundred ninety five Philly at one hundred ninety. So you have a bunch of teams that have this cash that are using it. If you make it 90, you are at least halfway to some of these big dogs or pretty close to halfway through these big dogs. Now, if you say it's one hundred million, Parker said one hundred million at first, that would bring Milwaukee, Texas, Arizona, Oakland into the into the mix, too, as uh, Colorado was at one hundred sixteen million. Milwaukee was 99 million. Yeah. So like they're close, right? They yeah. could they could spend they could a little bit. B- yeah, they are not far. So like if you just look at that action, these these things would increase player player's ability to make money. Yeah. And that's what the MLBPA wants. And and literally the commissioner sat there and said I'm willing to do this. Yeah. Now they might be debating on the number. Yeah. But like if you just look at these numbers here and you go, okay, the lower market teams that need to spend more, What's the number yeah. like? What teams should get affected? And I'm saying eight is probably the right number. Eight to ten is probably the right number. Yeah. Which means last
0: year it's ninety million. I mean, for me, it's like if we want to talk about taking care of your players, mm-hmm. you're also the reps for the minor league players. Right. Why don't you let them get paid more? Right. Because you have so many guys who have to get they have to get like off season jobs. Yeah. Because they can't they don't make enough during the season to support themselves. Or a family, right? Why don't you help them out? And not just the top prospects who get these big signing bonuses. Yeah, why don't you help the guy that's probably going to be a professional minor league player who's going to be there like five to ten years? Yeah, why don't you help them out? Yeah, who who does all the
1: all the signings? Who does all like? I mean, we live in a Double A affiliate town in Richmond. Used to be Triple A. We've gotten downgraded. Bummer. But like, you go to those, yeah, right? You go to those games and you're like. Hey, these guys are hustling. They care yeah. about the fans. They do things for the fans. They're out there. They'll do spots in between innings where major leaguers don't have to do that. Like no. outside of like with the commentators up, you know, national right. TV stuff. Yeah. But like if you look at it, like they're with the fans. Those are the people that get your your young your young people into the game of baseball. Right. They they're crucial you should pay them at least $50,000 a year. Yeah. And like, it's not like the team makes like the major league club pays their affiliates. They can do it. Yeah. I also think that if you want to, you put that as part of the payroll that goes for the entire major league and yeah. you just pay the entire major league system. Now what you hope is that your minor league affiliates are able to, you know, rake in some cash and they pay their employees, but the major league club should pay every single player and you're not expecting, you know, yeah. Things like that. To happen. I think it is.
0: And then you could sit there and make it a hundred million dollars and, and you're fine with that threshold. Yeah. And I'm just curious, like what is the sticking point? Okay. If it's not money, which I'm sure it is, but let's just say they like the players that they, they don't like all the things that Rob Manfred wants to do to help like pace of play, things of that nature. What do you want? Yeah. Do you want universal DH? I'm sure that the yeah, players I know the want- players have been wanting that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Are you are you against like a rule on the shift? Now I, I get I go back and forth. Like I don't like when Dude Man hits a rocket up the middle and a guy standing right there. Yeah. But like I understand it. You you can't tell where Bill Belichick should have his defenders on the field, so why should you do that on the baseball field? Right. I just like like pitch clock. I know that they've been Trying that out. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I like the idea because let's get the game moving. As a pitcher, you don't need to be standing there for a minute to collect yourself and figure out what you want to throw. Right. Honestly, if you think too much, you're going to be bad. Right. It's gonna. It's not going to work out. When you watch games and the pitchers that get the ball, look at the sign, they're like, okay, let's go, and they, they throw it. I understand you need to have conviction of what you want to throw, but that also comes with pregame planning with your catcher. Right. So do your homework. Yeah. If you, if you overthink it, you're not going to do well. Right. But again, like what do the players want? And
1: that's, that's the thing that I have a problem with, right? Like Rob Manfred literally laid out, Hey, I'm willing to do all of this for you. All right, Tony Clark, what do you want? And then he literally just says, Oh, well the major league baseball just did a lockout. Like, Literally list your demands. Like, make yeah. it public. Get fans on your side. And if your stuff is so egregious that you're not willing to do that, then that's the reason why you're not getting progress done. Uh-huh. And that's
0: what's frustrating. Yeah, because it's not like Rob Manfred doesn't want to sit down and get this done. Yeah. He wants it done. Yeah. He didn't want to lock out. Yeah. He was actually Mr. I know, like, a couple weeks ago, he came out. He said, oh, we're, we're really confident we can get this done. I'm like, well, you should. You have a deadline. You have two weeks. Get in a room. Talk about it. Get yeah. it done. I don't, I don't know why you need days days weeks weeks to talk about this. Yeah. Enough talking, get it done. Yeah. Compromise. But and that's the thing, Ramford
1: is giving them stuff and 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 it's like the MLBPA has put their foot in the sand and they're not willing to make a compromise and that's my problem. You have to be able to compromise. And if you don't get it this CBA, you'll get everything you want next CBA because then you just draw a further line in the sand. Yeah. Like literally you don't sit there and go into a, a debate and you go into uh, negotiation room and you draw your foot in the sand with the, the minimum that you want draw it a little further back and then let them compromise in yeah. but if your if your stance your thought and your things that you're wanting are too egregious then it's your fault that this isn't getting yeah. done Un- so tell Manfred what you want
0: unfortunately last time that we had a, a labor strike was ninety four ninety five. it killed the game yep yeah. and you know what they had to do to get interest uh, really promote guys using roids, yeah, and the home run ball. Mm-hmm. You don't want that again. No, it killed baseball. We're baseball guys, but to get the the ordinary fan, the common fan, to like the game, this doesn't help. No, this ha- this ha- that makes them hate baseball more. Correct. And the funny thing, it's crazy for people to think baseball used to be the number one sport in this country. Mm-hmm. Now it's like what third, yeah. fourth? It's third. Yeah, behind baseball, behind I mean, no
1: football and, and basketball. basketball. Yeah. yeah, it's behind those two.
0: But, you know, soccer, I know worldwide it's big, but he, even here it's on the way up. Yeah. Hockey, it's on the way baseball
1: up. Baseball is the number two sport worldwide.
0: Yeah, I believe uh, that.
1: Soccer is the number one sport worldwide. Baseball is number two, then followed by basketball, then football. So, like, America is literally backwards. But, yeah. I mean, what else is new? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, you know, some things we do are great. I'm not getting into that, though. We're We're talking about just the fact that baseball needs to happen. Baseball needs to work. Guys get into a room, and if you really want something to happen, you really want the public to be on you, MLBPA literally post what you want yeah. so that way Manfred knows it, and then he can make comp- – but he has literally told you yeah. I'm willing to make compromises. I'm willing to give you what you have told me have been big sticking points, and you're still not getting it done. Luckily,
0: this doesn't mean games are lost.
1: No, the only other times that lockouts have happened, zero – in the off season, Yeah, zero games have been missed. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that games won't be missed.
0: Really, we will start panicking if it's like – mid-January, yeah. and we haven't got anything Correct. done. So, like, let's take December, enjoy the holidays, enjoy Christmas. But if we don't get a deal done shortly after that, then we have to be worried.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to finish it up for this. We're running right into our quick fantasy football segment when we return.
0: Welcome back to the sports GPS. We're heading to our final segment of the day. Fantasy football. CJ's given his stardom and sit Hit us off. All right. So
1: I know I did a bad job last week with Leonard Fournette. That's right. <laughs> okay. If you sat him, sorry. If you lost your week, sorry. My bad.
0: No, my team just lost.
1: Yeah, my team lost too. All of, all of my teams lost. I have three teams. All of them lost because my team didn't show up. But that's another point. All right. So uh, fantasy football quarterbacks, let's go with the stardoms first. I'm, I know he had a bad game. I know it was terrible. I know it was god-awful. I know I threw things at my TV. Jalen Hurts, you're starting him versus the Jets. It's the Jets. End of discussion. You start him versus the Jets. And then Joe Burrow versus the Chargers. Burrow's doing great things. The Chargers defense isn't what it used to be. We've always talked about this. I believe in Joe Burrow. That's a great play. Uh, Sinem for this week. Uh, I don't like Matt Stafford versus the Jags. Not the fact that the Jags' defense is all that stellar, even though they haven't really given much against quarterbacks. I just don't believe in Matt
0: Stafford. He's
1: going to go off. He's going to end up with like 18 touchdowns.
0: But and we said the Ram- and we said the Rams are done. Yeah, the Rams are
1: done. But like Matt Stafford looks hurt. He is playing hurt, and it's not a great situation for them. So don't start Matt Stafford. I'm also not starting Matt Ryan versus the Bucks. Uh, this is more or less the fact that Matt Ryan doesn't really have any pass catchers going besides Pitts. And I actually have another one of his pass catchers as a hate, but the Bucks defense is good. They're going to force Matt Ryan into some throws that aren't solid. It's a division game. So you never know, but I'm sitting at Matt Ryan versus the Bucks going to running back stardom. You're starting Jamal Williams versus the Vikings. Why? Cause Swift is out. So you have one running back in Detroit. He's going to be workload. You're going to get all the touches possible. You're starting Williams versus the Vikings. You're also starting Gibson versus the Raiders. Raiders' rush defense hasn't been that great. Gibson's finally finding a stride. They're giving him the ball. He had 111 rush yards this past week. Just keep rolling with Gibson. S- strong, strong play, especially since J.D. McKissick looks like he's going to be out and as well. And he was on our bench in the pod league. Yeah, don't yeah. don't remind me. Sorry, uh, sit him. You're sitting Coleman versus the Eagles. Eagles' rush defense is very, very good. I mean, really, even though it, Saquon didn't even get loose. He got loose once, excuse me, versus the Eagles, and he really didn't even score. Uh, this is just what you need. Coleman sit him. Eagles' defensive line is too good. Uh, you're also sitting Rex Burkhead versus the Colts. The Colts are going to get out to an early lead, and they're not going to run. Uh, the Texans aren't going to run the ball. It's mainly going to be Brandon Cooks catching the ball from Tyrod Taylor. So you're you're sitting Rex Burkhead versus the Colts. Uh, wide receivers, stardom. You're starting Devonta Smith versus the Jets. He didn't get much love versus the Giants. The Eagles are going to make sure they game plan around him this week because he doesn't drop the ball unlike Jalen Rager. So we're getting Devonta Smith the ball, him I'm also starting Pittman versus the Texans for your Colts. I just don't believe in the Texans secondary. I believe that Pittman's going to have a bounce-back game. He's going to find the end zone. That's the reason why I'm starting him. Wentz got to find his favorite target again. Uh, sit him. You're sitting Marvin Jones versus the Rams. I just... He's gonna get locked up with Jalen Ramsey. This is gonna be a problem. He's the best wide receiver that they have. Leviscus Sunol might have a decent game, but I just don't believe in the Jags passing offense versus this Rams team. The Rams are gonna win. It's gonna be like 14-0 is really what it comes down to. Uh Russell Gage versus the Bucks. Again, I, I don't I don't love what Matt Ryan produces, so I don't love Russell Gage. I have to start Russell Gage because he's my best wide out because uh Devonta Adams is out. But I don't like the fact that I have to start him. Uh, Gage versus the Bucks is a sit if you have a better option. And then tight ends. Stardom, you're starting Penn State. Pat versus the Ravens. Uh, he's really the only option. Him and uh, DeAndre Johnson. I think Pat is, you know, he's probably going to get matched up with Patrick Queen. I think I like his physicality over Patrick Queen. And then uh, Ryan Griffin, it's a known fact. You start tight ends versus the Eagles. I don't mm-hmm. make the formula. I just give you the formula. You start Ryan Griffin versus the Eagles. Sinem, Hunter Henry versus the Bills. That that linebacking core is great. Hunter Henry has not been a focal point as of late for the Patriots offense. I feel like the Pats and the Bills, this could be you know a defense grinded out game. I don't like Hunter Henry here. He'll probably go off for two touchdowns, but I don't like it. And then Hawkinson versus the Vikings. The Vikings linebacker core is stellar. It's quick. It's great. They do not give up points to tight ends. So do not start TJ Hawkinson versus the Vikings.
0: I think you did a good job here, CJ. I try, man. I think you're going to be right more times than not this time.
1: Well, you know, I've for the entire year, I've been right more often than not. It's yeah. just a couple I just get... Smacked in the mouth about. Yeah. It's mainly my stardom's that just don't do anything for me, but this yeah, time for, it was that
0: really makes it look bad. But on the by and large, <laughs> I've been pretty y- you good this good job. year. Yeah. I've been pretty good this year. Yeah. Oh man.
1: Well, we talked about football. We talked about the lockout. I know yeah. it was long winded, and I'm sorry. But we probably won't talk baseball <laughs> until yeah. updates happen again. Uh-huh. And, I mean, we talk about the pod league. We got Gibson starting. We've got... Madison. We got Madison. We picked him up because Cook's out, and nobody grabbed him. So good things there. I think we're out in the pod league. I don't think we yeah, can make the playoffs. I don't think so. It's been rough. Uh, my work league team is on the outside looking into the playoffs. My work league team's Yours good. is in. And then... Yeah, both of our other leagues that we do is just not great either. So, yeah, what are you gonna do? But we're hoping we're hoping the work league. I gotta win these next two weeks.
0: Yeah, you it's, do.
1: It's tough. Yep. Because I lost to a team I shouldn't have lost to twice. Yeah, you did. Because both times I played him, my team just absolutely pooped the bed. Mm-hmm. It was great. I loved every second of it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it uh, for this episode of the Sports G- uh, GPS for all of us here. Parker White, C.J. Holly, thanks for stopping by.
0: Oh, thank you.